Come on. The strong, the powerful Anne Gannon has returned to Lifeblood. Welcome back, Anne. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, excited to have you back on. And as a CPA, she is the principal of the Largo Group. They're an organization offering innovations to business owners for all their bookkeeping and accounting accounting needs. Again, excited to have you back on. Refresh our memory. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, so we have an innovative way of uh, dealing with small business or medium-sized business accounting. Our goal is to really interact with our clients you know, weekly instead of at the end of the year. And I think over the last year, that has really become something that's resonated with a lot of people as we you know, moved through COVID-19. So you know, really my why is just that I really love helping people and trying to make it where accounting is a tool that they can use for their business instead of something that they fear. Right. Yeah. I can't imagine that that would ever happen. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> so what is, we're having this conversation on, I should just know that, right? What What day is today? March 25th. March 25th. Uh, what is top of mind for you right now? So I think top of mind is just that it's a really unique time for business owners that you're kind of seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, but you're also seeing sort of the scar tissue of what was last year. And I think it's a unique opportunity for business owners to kind of look forward, look at how they could do things differently. So it's a hopeful time, but I think it's still one that has a lot of stress just from everything that was last year. Yeah. So... The, 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 the folks that you are talking with, it does seem like people are having hope for the future. I think so. I mean, I think one thing that is, you know, resonating with a lot of them is sort of the fear is still there. You know, it's like you might have more cash in your bank than you had a year and a half ago, but it will never again feel like enough because you just have this fear of like, what's the next shoe to drop where, you know, I think. 19 was the opposite of that. It was like, ah, everything's great. You know, rose colored glasses, what could go wrong? And so now this is sort of the opposite of that. Um, you know, but I am seeing people start to at least want to move forward, you know, building budgets again, forecasts again. So I definitely think we're in a better place than we were last year. Got it. From a, a super, I don't know if the term is tactical, but just being mindful of different credits or, or things that are available that people are missing? Does anything come to mind? Yes. So the employee retention tax credit is sort of this hidden credit that we really are trying to help a lot of our clients do. I mean, I would say, I think there's a lot out there available, but I think one thing that's different than last year is there's so much that, you know, at the beginning of 2020, there was one program, you know, PPP, it was what everybody was talking about. Everybody was home. You know, you sort of had this like tunnel vision. And now, you know, as you have more on your plate again, maybe your business has opened again, um, it's easy to kind of lose sight of what's coming out and really you know there are still some very good programs there's another round of PPP and then the employee retention tax credit is something that you can take advantage of in addition to PPP but can really provide some good cash dollars for businesses that aren't quite back to where they were but you know trying to still hire people and bring people into the mix. So it's definitely a credit that's harder than PPP was and less information available, but it, it can be, you know, big dollars for companies that, you know, can take advantage of it. And that is, it's, 
it's companies that are having employees on actual payroll and have kept them on. So the interesting thing about the employee retention tax credit is there's two ways to qualify. One is your sales have declined. So for 2020, even though that's already passed, if your sales were down more than 50% compared to 2019, you qualify for the credit and can actually go back and claim up to $5,000 per employee, which is Hmm. significant dollars for a business. The other criteria, because it's an either or, is that your business was impacted by COVID-19. So for a lot of our clients, you know, hospitality driven, even if your restaurant was open and you were, you know, doing to go and takeout and all of that, you may have had a food truck that sat idle for a year, a catering business that sat idle for a year because of all the restrictions. So you may still qualify even though you had sales, but they weren't you know, that segment of your operation. So that's where this one's a little harder and murkier than some of the others. But if you really think about a restaurant, you're comparing it against what might have been, right? Like your sales were there, people still ordered a pizza to go, but you couldn't host the large events. You couldn't host the big parties in the back room. So that's where it's a little bit more work, but you know, significant dollars if you're looking at $5,000 per employee in 2020. 2021, the credit is still there, The criteria now has gone to 20% decline or the same still impacted by COVID, but the credit is much larger. It's actually set up to $7,000 per employee per quarter for the whole year. Hmm. So it's significant dollars. It's murky. It'll make your head spin. The calculation is not fun. But our thought is we're just trying to educate as many people as we can because it's something that's just not on anybody's radar. And it's, you know, just this thing that's out there that if you really aren't paying attention, you could miss it. Got it. And so this is not something that you need to get it in right now. It is even on your 2022 tax return or your 2021 tax return. That's the other thing that makes it really murky is you actually amend your quarterly filing. Okay. So it's not part of your annual return, but you do have three years to go back and amend the filing. Um, but it's you know sort of this one that's not on anyone's radar because most people have their quarterly filing done by their payroll companies. Unfortunately, in this scenario, most payroll companies can't do it because you do have to do those other parts of do you qualify and what segment of the business. So um, yeah, it's just one of those that has been a little harder to do. But you know, there are services, we are able to do them, there are other CPAs that are able to do them. Um, But I would definitely say, you know, contact your CPA, because it's more on their realm than a payroll company. This episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy. If you are looking for a financial wellness platform, for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show. Yeah, well, certainly, I, I, I believe that that's 100% true. So when, when, when you're learning about programs like this employee retention tax credit or just the stimulus in general PPP, um, do you look at it and you think, okay, this is pretty well done, all things considered, or do you look at that and you're like, wow, this is really clumsy and, 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 and terrible, or is it is it somewhere in the middle? Um, well, I would say I think I have, you know, relatively a unique approach or, you know, background just that I started my accounting career in 2007. So I saw 08 firsthand. And I think a lot of what I've learned over the last year, I've been researching and, and learning about these programs, it, a lot of these are similar to what we had in 08, just different segments of the 
market, right? You had larger companies impacted, um, you know, the industrial companies, whereas now it's small business. So some of these, like employee retention tax credit, you know, it's new to most people. They think, oh my God, like, why is the government giving me all this money? But tax credits have been around a long time. So this isn't, you know, a unique thing. It's just a unique part of the businesses that are impacted um, and able to take advantage where historically most tax credits have been for like the larger companies, different industries, you know, farming, things like that. So when I look at ERTC, it, it's very similar to how they've done things in the past. But I would say in terms of, you know, looking at government programs, I think a lot of what came out at the beginning of COVID was amazing because they made it simple. I mean, if ERTC had come out in the first few weeks of COVID, I mean, people, and it, it was, but it was, you know, you had PPP also. I mean, I think the PPP program historically, when we look back five years from now, will get a lot more credit because I do think it was an amazing program that got money into people's hands right away. Whereas, you know, the programs that are out now, you know, as the government sort of goes back to being the government, um, you know, they just take longer and they're back to being credits and lots of big words. But I think, you know, between what was done with the um, economic injury disaster loans where, you know, I mean, probably 80% of our clients got a $150,000 loan that they don't have to pay back, you know, for 30 years. I mean, that was incredible, you know, and that was cash that was so desperately needed, you know, just to get them through. So I really think historically the government did a very good job, you know, but it is the government. So, you know, there'll always be things that we could say they did better, but um, just in the cash that got into small businesses hands, I mean, I think it would have been much worse had that not been the case. Yeah. I'll certainly appreciate that. Nice. So as you are, are looking at uh, moving forward and hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we have a, a, a more, a period of time that is this un, uninterrupted prosperity again. Yeah. Um, what, and let's just assume that, 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 that we are fast forward a, a, a year from now and, and things are sort of back to business as usual. Um, what are some of the characteristics that you look are, 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 are there through lines for your clients um, of the successful ones? These are some things that they're doing where maybe the less, less successful ones aren't. Well, I definitely think it's a unique time for business owners. I think the business owners that have made it through to the other side and are growing again, I would say, you know, I think one of the common traits is an open mind. You know, it's very hard if you've had a business for 30 years to not go back to where you were, you know, 29 years ago to say, well, that's what we always did. That's what's always worked. I think the ones that are able to be successful now are able to, you know, not necessarily reinvent themselves, but be open to new ways of doing business, new revenue streams, and a new consumer. So, you know, I think that's the biggest quality that I see is just having an open mind to be able to visualize a different path necessarily because especially in hospitality I mean I think you know there's a lot of headwinds that still will come even as things get back to normal I mean you're going to have more people who are used to delivery services now which really eat away at the bottom line of any operation you're going to have a higher minimum wage probably coming down the road you have a team that has been out of work for a year so just your level of service you're able to provide is is worse and it's nothing you did wrong it's yeah. just that you know you had people who didn't work for a year who didn't deal and interact with people for a year so i think there's a lot coming at the hospitality industry especially but most people who deal with 
consumers as a whole. And I think having that open mind to say, okay, you know, this is how we're going to do it. We're going to, you know, tackle this problem head on versus just assuming that the servers are going to come back and be the same as they were in 2019. Yeah. Yeah. I certainly appreciate that. And how, how about just in, in the way that you've approached how, how you then serve your, your, your clients who are needing to grow and adjust? Is it, is, is it technology that, that is it advancing? It's mindset. It's all these things. Well, it's definitely, I think, a different relationship for us, too. I mean, I think, you know, pre-COVID, you know, sort of like, here's your monthly report. Let's build a monthly budget. We'll have a yearly goal. You know, and I think now, you know, the expectation for our clients is they want to talk all the time, right? They want to be constantly communicating with us, letting us know what's going on. And, you know, I think some of that, the fear will subside and things will get back to normal. But I also think it has created a different relationship where we've moved a lot of how we look at things to weekly, you know, making sure we're aware of what's going on in their business, any trends that we're seeing. And I think that's going to stay with them for a while. Again, a little bit of the scar tissue of I can't assume this month's going to be like last month. And I probably won't be able to assume that for a very long time, but maybe I can look at the trends for the last two weeks and feel okay. So I definitely think it's changed the way everybody does business, you know, post COVID. Yeah. It's interesting. Right. And I, 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 I'm a hundred percent. Well, I'm sure that it is a process for you to figure out, okay, how, how can I honor my client's desires to have a higher level of contact, but also I need to be getting work done and I <laughs> certainly cannot afford to be, you know, talking to every single one of my clients on a weekly basis. So managing the relationship and, or just changing perhaps the mediums that you're c- communicating through. I'm sure that you're thinking about all those things. Oh, yes. It's a lot. I mean, I think, you know, like you said, technology helps a lot. You know, I think setting um, a good, you know, process with them and reports, educating, you know, so if I send you a report, but we didn't talk about it, educating, like, here's what we're looking for. It looks good. I think a lot of it is just sort of that, you know, reassuring, like, yep, everything looks good this week. You know, we're on track. Um, Because again, I think a lot of it is just a lot of business owners feel like they're alone in this. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. been this fight, but not everybody, you know, unless you're an entrepreneur, COVID was a different experience for you. But, you know, so I think some of that is that, you know, camaraderie of knowing that other people are in this with you. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I was listening to something recently, and it was Russell Brand, and he's just this fascinating person. He's super intelligent, super whimsical, and he was talking to Brene Brown, I think, who is I love Renee Brown. <laughs> she, she, she's just amazing. So you should check out that interview. It's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they were talking about um, how some of the most empathetic people that 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 they knew there, what they what 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 they talked about and discovered was that it was boundaries that they felt was the key to helping them to be so empathetic because they didn't let people take advantage of them or treat them in a manner which was you know not. Um, appropriate. And so that's sort of what we're talking about in sort of a roundabout way. So how, how, how do you think about boundaries and set them and, and follow them, I guess, enforce them? It's a really interesting question. Um, but I think for in our line of work, you know, it is hard because you want to have an open communication. You know, my new boundary, I think, through COVID is 
I really want it to seem like we are in this together, Mm -hmm. right? I'm not the accountant on one side of the table and you're the business owner, but I really want us to be working on improving together. I think in the accounting world, sometimes it can be the case where you get the brunt of a lot of people's frustrations. And I get that. I mean, especially in 2020, it's like you're so angry at what's going on and you're stressed about money. And so then you have this report and all of a sudden it's, you know, throwing stones. And to me, I think the new boundary that I'm trying to set is I'm in it to help you. I'm in it to build a relationship with you. But, you know, obviously it's not my intention to code your paper products to office supplies. So if they're there, let's not throw stones, but let's just fix it, right? Because it's not the intention to have, you know, a a miscategorized item. And I think historically, you know, the accounting relationship and the business owner relationship has always been stressful. And so, you know, one of the things I just try to do is really kind of diffuse that and, you know, work through things together, communicate openly when you, you know, do have a category change or whatever it is. But, you know, the boundary for me is I don't want to throw stones. I don't want to be thrown at. And, that's yeah. you know, that's just not the relationship that I that I want with a client. So if that is kind of what you're used to having, that's not us. Mm hmm. Yeah, and I think that that's I think that that's an awesome one. I think sometimes when people think about boundaries, they think, oh, you know, you can't email me past a certain time, and certainly don't call me. But that's not. I mean, that certainly is an example of a boundary. But you know, this is a time where where you are serving your clients in the manner that that they want to be served, and you feel like it's an opportunity to kind of change the dynamic and and the paradigm of how people interact with 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 accounting professionals. So. So really sort of go all in on it um, with the caveat of, you know, yes, I'm, I'm here for you. I'm going to help you through this really hard time. But there are certainly are still things that we're not going to do. And, you know, certainly um, having a negative, uh, have, have, having negativity is is, 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 is is one of those boundaries. So I think that that's great. I think it's exciting. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. nice. Well, Anne, people are ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? I would say for this year as a business owner, I really think the difference is um, carving your own path forward. And I would encourage everybody because this is a time that's not going to come back again. This is going to be, I think, one of those times we look back 10 years ago and just think, oh my gosh, like look at what we were dealing with. But unlike last year, we're on the other side of it. So I think now is the time to really revisit everything from your exit strategy to your five-year plan and just take all of this unique situation, whether it is, you know, getting $50,000 from the government in ERTC credits or PPP or whatever it is. I mean, you have cash now, but it's what do you do with it? So I think not being afraid to look at your five-year plan, exit strategy, ultimate goal, and just make sure that's where you're headed because you know it'll go things will go return to normal quickly and the money will go away quickly but you have this opportunity to really change your life if you want to take it well i think that that is great stuff that definitely gets it come on come on (laughs) and thank you so much for coming back on where can people learn more about you how can people engage with you So definitely check out our website. We have a lot of education opportunities. We have ERTC. If you want to set up a consultation, there's no charge just to walk through. I mean, any industry, the credit is available if you meet those two criteria. So, you know, 30 minutes of your time, we can at least figure out if that credit is available. And like I said, you know, this is the year of cash flow. So get the cash and then set up an amazing path forward. 
Love it. If you enjoyed this much as I did, show Anne your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Give us the website, Anne. Uh, www.thelargogroup.com. Go to the Largo Group, L-A-R-G-O Group.com. Take advantage of the resources and schedule some time to find out if you um, qualify for the employee retention tax credit. Thanks again, Ann. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You as well. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because like Ann said, we are all in this together.